What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Unhinged with the iconic and amazing Morgan Marsh. She's just off her world tour of releasing her new book, Girls in Bed, Intimate Portraits by Morgan herself, t- taken over a span of five years. She was featured in New York Times, LA Times, literally all the times, Unhinged Times. Um, honored to have you come onto the show and speak about what's going on in your life, girly pop. <laughs> I'm really so excited. My heart is like fluttering. Like this is unmatched to the feeling of drinking coffee. Like this is better. This like, is hey, your coffee. coffee is better than coffee. Wait, this is your coffee from the Brandy Melville Cafe that I did not know was a thing, but you learn something new every day. I know that Brandy Melville is kind of, you know, like people love it or hate it and have their problems mm-hmm. with it. But the cafe, I swear to you the best pizza in the entire world. Wait, I did not know that this existed. It's incredible. You're like at the Grove and there's like a C's candy to your left. And then there's- No, I've I've been to the Brandy Melville at the Grove, but is the cafe new? I don't know. I only moved to LA in June. So I it could be new, but it's been there since I lived here. Wow. I feel what a missed opportunity for me as a fan. I think it's because I haven't been in a while because I've been pregnant. So the one size fits all has not been fitting. The one size has not been fitting or hitting. I brought my mom there when she visited me and she was like, I'm confused, but I'm also obsessed. (laughs) I know you want to hate it, but then it's kind of unmatchable. It makes it so much easier, honestly. And also their shit is so stretchy. Yeah, it does have a lot of give, I have to say. But before we get canceled for being Brandy Melville lovers, (laughs) congratulations on the book. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. It just is so crazy to think about. Like people have asked me like, what? Like, congratulations. And I'm just like, Ah, like it, because I'm sure that you relate to this too. It's like when you've been working on something for so long and it's just like a part of what you like eat and breathe and it's a part of your everyday process. It mm-hmm. is obviously special, but when something comes out where like people are also acknowledging that it's special, it's like not in a crazy way, but it's like, this is my life. Like, thank you for acknowledging, like, what I care about and create is beautiful, but I don't know anything other than this. If right. That makes sense. No, totally. And I think as creative people, so much of our work isn't tangible. Mm-hmm. So when there's, like, a milestone or something that, you know, people can relate to, because, like, everything, you know, the majority of the work that you do is, like, it's behind the scenes and it, it's, mm-hmm. like, an ever-evolving process to have this, like, finite thing. Mm-hmm. And then, well, even the first time that we met and we took photos, like most of the process was like hanging out in my apartment, mm-hmm. being out of breath from walking up the six flights of stairs, <laughs> and then like drinking at Balthazar and sitting <laughs> next to Anna window and Vera Wayne. And Vera Wayne. <laughs> Wait, you guys. Okay, so the glow up because it, when I first met Morgan, she was working with Tori Birch, who, by the way, if nobody knows, Morgan put on the map and made cool. I'm like a Tory stan because I love that kind of like Hamptons core preppy mm-hmm. world. But all of a sudden, there was like this influx of every cool young it girl wearing Tory, and that was you. So I just want to go on the record to say if no one's actually given you the credit for that. 
You started Thank the Tory you. wave. Yeah. Thank you. How did you end up there, by the way? How did I end up there? They During COVID, they hired me to do kind of like what I've always done, like hang out. Like they would like give me clothes, like take pictures of my friends in the clothes. And then I did that a few times for them over COVID. And then one day Tori was like, hey, do you want to come work for me? And just like do that as Mm -hmm. a part of the company. And the creative part was what I was getting when I was freelancing. And then my brain kind of works both ways because I have like the background in casting as well. And I had to do that for like almost four years. But um, like... Just being in a company like that is was kind of just difficult when you're constantly executing someone else's vision and then it feels like your friends or your relationships are aiding in this like capitalistic venture when really what you're mm-hmm. doing is for like the love and the art and the intimacy. So I stayed there for a year and I resigned almost a year ago now, which is when I moved to LA and I've never been happier. Right. And do you also like look back on that and think, how did I work for somebody else? It's not even about the job. It's just mm-hmm. about having that agency over your own time and life. No, entirely. And I feel like because when I graduated from college, I started working at Marc Jacobs right out of college. And it was like three days later, I was working for Mark, And then I was working for a casting director for almost four years. And then it was COVID, which was my first taste of like, not having that like very strict working for someone else schedule. And then as soon as I kind of got out of that is when I started working at Tori. So for the first time in my life, I felt like I had that kind of like New York mentality of being able to like hustle, accomplish everything that I needed to accomplish in a day, but also like go on a walk, which sounds so corny. But like if I didn't move to LA, I don't know when or how like girls in bed would have even come into fruition because like the work has been there. Like it's been there for years. And it wasn't until I moved here and I printed everything out and I kind of like put it on the table and I was like, oh, this is like an important body of work. Like a diary of all of these incredible women. And I, in New York, I just never, physically, I think it was like feeling trapped, like that intense hustle, like from working for someone else all day, then all you want to fucking do is like blow off steam and chill. and like. I I feel like because of living here and because of taking that leap, like I had no idea what was going to happen. Well, you were in the rat race and you got out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like tan. And now you're free. <laughs> and now I'm free. And happy and glowing and thriving on the West Coast. Just living your best life. And everyone always talks shit about New York. I know this is probably like a boring conversation, but as soon as I came here, I was like, what the fuck? Why did no one tell me about LA? I was well, like, this e- shit rules. I think they both um, – it's, like, so hard, right? Because when you're in one of the places, you're like, this place is the best. And mm-hmm. when I go back to New York, I'm like, New York is the best, best city in the yeah. world. And mm-hmm. then after, like, two weeks, I'm like, I need to get out. Um, yeah. Plot twist, I think we're probably we're probably going to go back at the end of the year. No. For good? Yeah. No. No, I'm, like, going back and forth because – Oh, now detrack, de- derail from your book. But um, yeah. having Frankie now, I'm like, yeah. you know, you think about what you want your kid to be around. And I'm, yeah. I'm like torn between both because, you know, I really love New York. And mm-hmm. I don't know if LA is really the place I wanted to grow up. But right. 
But I, it's so funny. So I'd reached out to Morgan. I said, you know, I need you to shoot my, like the very end of my pregnancy. I'm about to pop. And then she came early. <laughs> and I texted you. I think it was right when I got back from New York, right? I was like, I'm coming back this week. Like, let's get it, girl. And you were I'm like, like too late. <laughs> yeah. You sent me a picture of a full-on baby. Right. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> okay. She was on yeah. her own time. But, you know, actually speaking of, you – photograph intimate moments in such an honest and like unfiltered way and I feel like that's easy for you to do with someone like me because we're friends but then I look at all of your work I'm like how is she friends with this many people how does she have that like best friend quality with everybody because I think we're really good friends maybe everybody's like Morgan's my really good friend (laughs) none of you are my friends (laughs) I'm like everyone everyone has me as their like in case of emergency contact mm-hmm. in their No, what's I that movie think- where she's like a bridesmaid a thousand times? You're like you're like fifty thousand bridesmaids. I've never been a bridesmaid, so if anyone wants me to be their bridesmaid, I'm so down. But um I think like I don't know, I just think honestly, I've thought about this a lot. When working with the casting director I worked with, like I was 21 until like I was 23 or like 20 until 23 or something like that and I just like saw all of these girls that were just like taken from like their home countries they had no one to connect to like they were thrown into these situations that were so frightening and they were like 15 16 17 like some of them were like my age but it was just like all of these young girls and I just was looking at it and During that time period, I was so unhealthy and like emotionally upset. And I didn't really know how to articulate it because I was like, on one hand, 20 years old, and I was sitting in a room with Mrs. Prada. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then on the other hand, I was in a room just down the hall from Mrs. Prada with like 40 girls that like not all of them speak the same language. And it just like, I think, hurt me in a way that I didn't quite know how to articulate. And I, and also just in terms of the bedroom in general, like some of my first ever like intimate experiences were very traumatic and I, it took me a long time to feel safe in those situations. And I just think that with this work, like because of both of those informing experiences, like I just never want anyone to feel the way that I experienced like these girls feeling and like my love for people is just like so great and so deep and it's like not I like really actually care which I know is kind of a corny way to sum up that sentence or that train of thought but I just see everyone is so special and it like really just makes my heart skip a beat and I spent like four years where I was really like impressionable being told that these young women weren't fitting or hearing these adult women talk about these young women in a way that is just absolutely unacceptable. And that I just think informs, it's kind of like a reaction to that where I'm like, there's no reason that you should be able to judge whether someone is worthy or not, or fits your idea of beauty or not. And like, just women are so remarkable. Well, you see that book for sure. And I think it's also a testament to your work that people feel comfortable inviting you into, even just for me, being Mm -hmm. pregnant. That's not really, you don't feel your sexiest, you know, you don't feel, and to Mm -hmm. invite someone into an intimate 
like a moment like that to be a part of, there has to be this level of trust. Even, you know, having someone shoot you in your bedroom, having someone shoot you in such an intimate setting. How do you reach out? How do you like actually even approach someone to do that? I think that when it started, it was, it was really like friends that I was spending a lot of time with. And then from there, I started it in my apartment that I lived in in Brooklyn. And it was when I was still casting. So I was just only doing it on the weekends. And a lot of the times it was like girls that I met through work that we just kind of like felt like we had a connection and we would hang out and then we would take photos. And it was like, we would take pictures outside. We would take some in my bedroom. Then we would just like hang out for the rest of the day. Like it was very organic. And then I think more intentionally I started realize like that apartment kind of had okay lighting. And then I lived in this other apartment that like kind of had okay lighting. And then the apartment that you saw in the West village was the first apartment where I was like, wow, this is like pretty lighting. And then I think I became more intentional, like with shooting girls there. And then kind of once it clicked, I was, and I, I think I also, once I stopped working at Tori and I started like a year ago and I started being more or I guess, no, it must have been when I started. I have no concept of time because of COVID, I feel like. And I, so when I was at Tori, I was, that was the first time that I felt like I could also pursue my own work outside of that because my work was different than what I was doing for the company. And then once I started posting more online, like my friend Amelia that I shot, like Amelia in bed. And I was like, what do I make this caption? And then it was like blank in bed, like whoever in bed. And I think I started posting that more and then looking at it. And I was like, well, I love my bedroom. I never want to do anything other than hang out in my bedroom. (laughs) And it was just like this total like slumber party frequency. I'm like, do you guys just want to come over and hang out? And then it was like, oh, come over. Let's take pictures and hang out. Like it was just like really a process of hanging out. Yeah. You have a quality that makes time stand still because normally when I'm shooting with someone – I'll block off two hours if I'm shooting with Morgan. I have to block off the entire day because I'll just sit on my couch. We'll eat an entire bag of popcorn. She'll tell me about her love life. She'll tell me about work stuff. She'll t- and then later I'm like, oh, we never shot. I know, <laughs> you know, we'll just- shoot for 10 minutes and then we're like, okay, and then we just go back to talking. No, literally, I was. You were like, "Do you like Colby Jack cheese?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." And we're like eating cheese sticks and eating an entire bag of like caramel popcorn. <laughs> Oh my god, that popcorn! It's the boom chicka wow pop. For those of you listening at home, might the big purple bag, which by the way I demolish every time. It's my in one sitting. Bite. It's perfect for real. I can do for that real. with a bag of burritos. See, I like to think that you only do that with me, but now I see that you know. No, 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 no. I haven't. I haven't eaten boom chicka pop with anyone else. Okay, good to know. I swear. Speaking of catching up on tea, how what's going on in your love life? What are you going oh to share online? <laughs> I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally an open book. I think I told you about the whole like airplane man, right? And you know what? That was such a promising situation because it started like a rom com when you mm-hmm. meet someone on a plane and mm-hmm. then you have a sexy moment. Mm-hmm. You, your mind goes into basically. I'm like, oh, movie, I'm marrying right? this person. Yeah, of course you have to. Like that's obviously how like the story very, ends. Well, I feel like that's kind of what happened with you and Teets too. Mm-hmm. It like happened very like when it's really when you're fast. not looking for it. Really? Oh, I'm. This is top of mind because I was listening to your and Willa's podcast. 
Yeah, it happened right right away. But mm-hmm. what's the what? What is the four one one? What is that? Okay, so Airplane Man is no longer, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. So recently, I have, I I think that we've talked about how I've never really had like a real relationship before, mm-hmm. and I've had all of these little kind of like snippets of it, but never anything that's like normal. Just like let's wake up in the morning and get coffee, or like let's just wake up and have a walk or something. So the other, like, if, I guess it was like two months ago now, I was at this party and I'm in this like psychotic group chat of like 30 people. And when I got put into it, I didn't know anyone. It's like an LA group chat. And then I slowly started getting people's numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in this group chat, me and this guy are like in this same group chat, but never hung out with him, never talked to him. I was at this party and I see him. And for some reason, like two months ago, it was the day after Valentine's Day. For some reason, I just kind of like start talking to him. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And then I'm like, can you drive me home? And he's like, yeah, I have to bring my other two friends too. So I'm in the back seat. His one friend leaves. This gr- his One of his best girlfriends is sitting in the passenger seat. And I start talking like, oh, yeah, I've never really had – like I, don't, I just start saying I've never really had a real relationship, blah, blah, blah. So this girl that I've also never met before, this mm-hmm. guy I've essentially never met before either. I don't know why. Hey, you were in a chat with him, right? I was in a chat with him, but I never There's a million out. people in this chat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this girl, so both of them essentially strangers. I'm for some reason in the car with them. And she look, looks over at him and she's like, why don't you be her boyfriend for the week? Like, just, you know, like take her to the movies, like buy her flowers, let her wear your sweatshirt. Like, come I'm on. I'm obsessed with this girl. I need to be her friend. No, she rules. She rules. I was at her birthday party last night. She rules. She's the bomb. Anyways, she's talking for like 20 minutes and I'm just sitting in the back seat and she's talking to him. She's like whispering stuff to him, whatever. He drops her off at home. So then I get in the passenger seat and I'm just like, so should we fuck? And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, straight to the chase. I'm like, come, like, what? Don't, like, come ask, don't get people. That's where this applies. <laughs> really? Don't I'm ask like, exactly. Like, if you're yeah. not going to put your, like, I've been in so many fuck situations where I'm just like, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. And I am pretty, like, not self deprecating, but I have a very easy time laughing at myself. Like, and I'm just like, what's the worst that he's going to say? No. Like, come on, I'm already in his car. Right. And also, I think right. you've been in so many situations where it's like, are we, is this, do we, what's going yeah. on? Is this platonic? And then you just get to the point where you're like, let's just put this all on the table. Yes or no? Right. Are we it doing this matter. for we know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It seriously doesn't matter. And it's just like fun. So then, yeah, we ended up sleeping together. And then the next morning I had to go rock climbing, but I was in like a... Uh, Wait, uh, where is everybody like rock climbing in LA? That I, it's funny. John was like, "Oh, this is rock climbing place." I'm like, "I know. I see everyone on Instagram all of a sudden just rock climbing." I'm like, "What is going I on?" I don't know. I I was like, "Why am I even invited to this?" But whatever. And um, it was it, the one that I went to was a thing for Ghani, right? Yeah, I and I had never rock climbed before. I probably won't do it again unless I get to go for free. It feels like an expensive thing, and that's not totally my vibe. Um, apparently, it's an amazing workout, though. Right? Apparently, You're like it not is. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
it's an incredible workout for someone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But not for me. So then in the morning, I wake up and I'm in this like tiny, like blue leopard print mini dress, leopard print tights and like a fur jacket and like ballet flats. And I'm like, I have to go rock climbing. Like I need an outfit. (laughs) to wear like I can't roll up to like an influencer right, like hello not, not influencer rock climbing who would have thought we would ever hear those words no rock never. climbing and line dancing are back people who what is going on what on god's they're green so earth bad. is happening we're like no, they're so, so desperate bad. for activities mm-hmm. no I went mini golfing yesterday and my neck really hurts now. I'm like, did I pull a muscle in my neck of mini golfing? <laughs> like, wait, am wait, I seven? Okay, five? so you wake up, you're in a fit. Yeah, so I wake up, I'm in my like party outfit, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna leave my fur jacket here. Wait, we I'm didn't gonna... even talk about was it fun? Was it good? It was so leave? much fun. Okay, it felt cool. like so natural and nice and it was so fun. Like it felt like healthy and normal. And I mean, fast forward, it was like two minutes ago, and I was like, I have to go on podcasting so you have to leave so I basically have seen him every day since and he's so sweet and kind and talented and cool it's it feels like it's the most normal thing that I've ever experienced in my entire life right which also I think it happened with sort of no expectations you're like let's do this for the week and see yeah yeah so then he gives me his sweatshirt I go rock climbing he's texting me he's like I knew you would be good at rock climbing I'm like you don't know anything about me like, You're like, mature. I'm literally eating shit right now. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm on the easy rocks, like whatever that means. But then like the next day he picked me up. We went to the movies. We came back to my house. We, pay- we played Scrabble. Aww. He like bought my movie ticket. Then we went to his house, watched another movie. And basically we've just been hanging out ever since. And it feels very healthy and fun, which is the first time I can ever say that about being intimately involved with someone. So it's amazing. Do you have a type? I feel like available. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, my type is unavailable. If I can deduce your type from every story you've told me, <laughs> literally, right? I agree with you. I think it's unavailable. I think that it's like kind of damaged, like a little manipulative. Oh wow, gaslighter! I'll take him. <laughs> right, Wait, literally, you send him to me. Narcissist, my door is open. Oh, yeah. The narcissist, that was a dark one. That was a dark one. What did you have a type before teeth? Um, yeah. And he's, and he wasn't, oh my God, I have that drink bottle. That's so crazy. Um, Um, yeah. Someone sent it. Where did, okay, right. Me too. It's it's so specific. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I did, and he was not it at all, which is why mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you can surprise yourself if you look mm-hmm. outside of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be better than you. I think he's better than my type. Well, he's totally. my type, my one and only everything now. But yeah, he, pre pre John, no, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, he actually asked to meet your friend to set us up, and my friend was like, "You're not a type." <laughs> Before you guys ended up meeting on your own? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. Actually, I, I'll name and shame him. It, it was our friend Chris Black. He was like, we, he was like, oh, she's cute. And Chris was like, 
she doesn't date white guys. <laughs> <laughs> and now, look and now, like, now, like your baby's gonna be it's in the NBA. Baby. I, dude, her feet are massive. I and, I, and I can't tell if like it's just because her body is so like she is so small in proportion mm-hmm. to the feet, or if she actually has big feet. Because you know, no, when she's you, gonna grow into it. Yeah, for sure. Because you know when you yeah. see like puppies and they have really big feet, and then you can gauge from the feet how big the dog's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So Not me likening Frankie to a dog, but yeah. No, but it's so true. I literally, I was showing this boy. I don't know. I don't have a nickname for him because I haven't had to give him like a pseudonym. Because he's been perfect. There's nothing. Because you, you know, the nicknames are usually something. It's like the one thing that's off. Exactly. Yeah. No, I haven't had to. I and I don't want to give him one, but I showed him Frankie, and I was like, "This baby's gonna be a baller for real." You know, like, I had to cut all the feet out of her onesies because she couldn't stretch her legs, and I felt really? so bad they were bent in the footed <laughs> onesies. So I took the um, pocket knife the other day, and I was like, I was cutting them at the seams. So seams. So now, if you see all of her baby photos. <laughs> The feet are just like raggedy, like it's just like cut by me. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah. And everyone's like, your daddy, why don't you put socks on? I'm like, nothing fits. But I'm ordering like separate socks now to put with the onesies. Cause we got like coverall onesies that yeah. we had to basically yeah. Wait, that's custom hilarious. DIY. I know. Yeah. That is hilarious. That's how I know that her, her legs are abnormally long. Cause you know, I'm not giving her a complex. I'm literally cutting her feet out of bullheads. Yes, no, exactly. Because what would be, that's like, you don't want to, con- I don't know anything about babies. I'm dying to have one. But well, maybe, maybe one week boyfriend, one, one week pregnancy. Two months. Right? It's, this yeah. is the guidebook of one week pregnancy into one real pregnancy. That's a really good book name. That's I. That's I, my I, book. I, that's gonna be my book. Yeah. No. Write that book because I feel like just based off of the conversations that you've had with people and based off of your own experiences, I would read it. And the funny like thing is, a lot of women now. I was telling John this, have been reaching out to me saying, "What was it like having your baby? Did it tank your career? Did it, mm-hmm. you know, make you feel like you're taking a step back? Did it, you know." Mm-hmm. Etc. 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 And I think that's because not a lot of you know a lot of a lot of people who are like us see mm-hmm. someone simultaneously having the baby and kind of still continuing to work, still continuing to be out at night, still continuing. And it was feedback I got all the time when I was pregnant. Really? I was like, "Why are you out? Why is she still out?" There's a pregnant person here. I'm like, I work in nightlife. Like this is my job. Right. Like exactly. <laughs> That's so true because even when my mom had me, like once she had me, she like stopped working and basically stopped working until she had my brother and he was in elementary school. My brother's 10 years younger than me. So for like 15 wait, years. Wait, she was 10 like, years younger? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's such a mm-hmm. big age difference. It's so interesting. Yeah, Same parents? Yeah. Whoa. So usually it's like new, new family. Yeah. So my, so my mom had me, then four years later, she had my sister and then she had three miscarriages. And then she was like, we're going to try like one more time. And I think that they weren't even trying. I think they were just like fucking. 
And then yeah. they ended up having my brother. That's kind of amazing over a 10-year mm-hmm. time period. Mm-hmm. Do you right, know that how they many were kids you want? Yeah. I think I want one or two. That's that's me too right now. Yeah. I don't want a lot of kids. Like one, I feel like is the dream, but two, then they can play with each other. For sure. I have – well, They don't hate you each know, other. When you, have, when you have siblings, you know how Are you an only child? No, I have a younger sister, but um, I that's why I feel like I'm like conflicted now because I could easily just have one kid and like go mm-hmm. back to life and mm-hmm. not take you know another break and you know because it does take mm-hmm. a toll on you. It's it's mm-hmm. it's nine. It's the trying and and the losses and then the finally getting pregnant and then mm-hmm. sharing your body with someone for, you know, X amount of time, the labor, the birth. Da, 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 da. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as beautiful of an experience it is, it, it's so much. And mm-hmm. now that I've actually been through them, I always wanted a lot of kids. And now mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something I can do over and over again. Maybe I'll feel differently. I went into therapy and I was like, I don't think I could have more than one kid. And my therapist was like, slow down. Just had the first baby. You don't need to think about the second one. It's like, I'm just an all or nothing person. You know, well, my mind is always racing like 12 steps ahead. So as I'm like doing one thing, I'm like thinking about the next year. Mm -hmm. And she was like, why are you thinking about that? Why are you even thinking Mm -hmm. about the next baby? That's mm-hmm. just the way I function. Um, but that's just, also why yeah. you are successful. Like, that's why you are the freaking bomb. Because well, I think we don't have any other choice but to be that way when you're doing everything yourself, right? You're, right. You're, you're oh, your own I, publicist. You're your own strategist. You're your own, like, X, Y, Z. So it's like, if you're not doing that, then no one's doing that. No, exactly. I was, and I don't know, even yesterday on Instagram, I like posted something funny. And then I was like, wait, is this like too silly? Like, because I've been posting like serious, like, I I feel like you probably feel this way too. I think about this a lot. It's like, not only am I like, I get hired because I can technically take a photo, but then I also get hired for the like world that I've created in my personal work. And then I also will get hired because of me as a person. And then figuring out a way to keep all three of those like in sync and not really have one be too heavy handed over the others so that it feels like this whole total package thing. Like, yeah, I posted something silly and I was like, wait, like, is this too silly? Like, No, never second guess. Right? I know. It's hard. No, it's, I mean, I post the most psychotic memes and then I'll be, you know, working with like the most Judy brand, like brand that mm-hmm. is very commercial that you would never expect it, and you know the publicist who I would not be would not expect to be my audience. So one of the girls from the brand would be like, "I love your, I love your sense of humor." I'm like, "Really? Mm-hmm. You are not the type of person I would think." You know, you just don't know who you. You have to just be yourself, and people will, and that will resonate with people, and. Mm-hmm. I think that'll kind of like decipher like who the type of work you get and that's the stuff type of stuff you want anyway like you don't exactly. want someone who doesn't want you for like who you are exactly totally and if you you're if you're pure to yourself then that's all you can really ask for do you have a dream girl in bed or job what's like um, a dream dm you could get adam driver like, hi morgan Ugh. <laughs> 
obsessed for real my my a thousand percent I know yeah, that I love that you knew that so fast this is <laughs> this is called manifestation I know that he has a wife but oh he does see I don't know any I mean I don't know when he, he has a him. wife okay this is like I'm talking about Brandy Melville and homewrecking <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I look behind the artist <laughs> right like Morgan Mare, Edgelord, like. <laughs> okay, Angelina Jolie, settle down. Um, no, I love, I would, okay, so my next project that I really am working on manifesting is I want to do rappers in bed. Like, I want to do Lil Wayne in bed. I want to do Lil oh my God, yeah. I want to do Gucci Mane in bed. Like, because I just think that that, like, like, Dr. imagine, imagine Lil Wayne in bed with a little teddy bear stuffed animal. No, incredible. Who's I would, the first? Who's the first and who's the dream? Okay. The first and the dream, I think, is Lil Wayne. I yeah. love Lil Wayne so much. Yeah. So much. What's not to love? Literally, what is not to love? He has, he's, he's an icon. I was also – actually, you would be a fun person to talk about this too. So I was, mm-hmm. I was working. I went to Seattle a few weeks ago to direct a music video for this girl who – just got signed. She hasn't released anything yet, but I was doing like a bunch of research into just like these older music videos. And there was this whole genre of music videos, like Lil Wayne, how to love when like the girl is getting the abortion and then runaway love where it's like ludicrous and Missy Elliott, maybe mm-hmm. runaway. You know, the song is like runaway love. Wait, I don't and, and I don't know who the feature is. Wait, let me see. I think it's Missy Elliott. Oh, Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah, Mary J. Blige. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what it is. And that music video is about, like, all of these girls in, like, these – they're just in these, like, broken homes. Uncomfortable these, like, situations. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there really was, like, a big movement of, like, girls being – in these like vulnerable situations in music videos in like the early 2000s for sure I mean do you remember City High when they were like what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and you're like whoa like we used to sing that (laughs) we'd say we'd be like what would you do yeah and then I'm like no I would be so dark you're like oh wait a second no but I mean for real, they, they, well, music videos, you know, they used to be so much more narrative driven mm-hmm. and tell a story and like, you know, speak to real experiences. And now it's kind of like, I have a nice car. I have a nice this. I have a nice that. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you could take it back from if, if this is my project, the dream subject would be Hamron. Oh, so hot. Because like, imagine him in bed with the teddy. I would- I would cream my jeans. Love that for you. I'm at, this is I'm putting it out there. A uh, dream, yeah. dream DM from a female creative collaborator. Dream DM from a female. Well, I also love uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Like I love her. She doesn't have Instagram. But I would love to shoot her. I have a list, actually. Let me see. Like, let me get my list. It's in your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it is at least. I'm obsessed um, that you have that in your phone. 
I'm pretty sure I do. It's either in my That's phone important. or it's in my notebook. It's important to keep adding to it. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with um, like Sofia Coppola's wine company. So I've done some projects for Sofia Wine, but I would love to do something, That's whether major. it's photograph her or um, do some type of stills or I don't know, anything. I, I love her. I would love – Sofia Wine will DM me and I'll, in my mind, pretend it's her. I think that right. she does have the login, so it could be I mean, her. I believe – I'm going to believe that it is her because her. that's what so I that's, want for you, for you. Yeah. Oh, it's it's one thousand percent her. It's a thousand percent her. So that dream has kind of come true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, definitely. It's really interest. It's really hard to even think about it that way because I just feel like I don't like all of the women in my life are like my dream. Like I feel so mm-hmm. lucky that I'm around all of these incredible and talented women. Like. Everyone is so profound and revolutionary in what they do. And it's I feel so lucky that I'm surrounded by that. So I feel I like- actually look at your work a lot to see who's kind of like the new young Hollywood, young, like up and comer, like creative talent to sort of have on the show just because you're always one step ahead, I feel like. That's so nice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like even like thinking about like my friends, like Rachel Sennett and Chase. We wonders we're on this or in this movie bodies 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 and Rachel is like a fucking bomb ass girl who has just like written and executive produced this other new movie that just premiered at South by like I just feel like if you're putting out like good vibes and purity into the world like that's what's gonna come back so I feel like in terms of dream women like every woman that I'm around is like I'm stoked to be around them I guess I'm like, I I don't really have any proximity to Scarlett Johansson. And she was my first celebrity crush too. I was like 13. I remember really? like pictures of her and looking at her and being like, I love her. Who is on your wall growing up? On my wall growing up, I had a notorious B.I.G. poster. Wow. You were that cool. I had Hanson. I was not. I like I- Developed the taste later. I mean, no, that's not true. I was a no. huge Aaliyah fan, but um, mm-hmm. but I was really I like was. really see that was like my style icon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, like her and like that Tommy Hilfiger kind of yes. moment. That was my epitome of cool. And then also, but then also, like Britney. Like I went to the mall and like mm-hmm. kissed my belly button because Britney. I love your belly button the, here. I had to take it out. I was going to say, what was the what were the yeah. rules with that? So you have to take it out because eventually it um, pushes out. You know, like it, the any because I have an any it becomes an uh-huh. outie, and so I you don't want too. it. Yeah, you don't. You, you basically don't want to leave it in. Um, I want to go get my first today. You should wait. You don't have it. No, I was so I so would have picked you for a, to be a dangly girl. I know. I kind of am like, like playboy I, I, dangly vibe. Stop. That's so cool. That's so cool that you think that. No, I have like <laughs> a big needle problem. Like I got my ears pierced like maybe three years ago at the piercing mm-hmm. pagoda at the mall and I fainted. I woke up and my mom was showing the woman that pierced my ears. I was on a bench. I like my dad moved me to a bench and my mom was showing the woman that pierced my ears 
pictures of the boy I had a crush on at the time on Instagram while I was passed out at the mall. I'm dead. Was it where you had a – oh, you had a piercing pagoda. No, I see. I always get a clairs to get my, like, holes re-pierced. Oh, did they do your belly button at Claire's? No. Can you imagine? I was like, <laughs> I, I welcome Claire's. I'd like to get my my belly button pierced. They're like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. You cannot get your belly button pierced. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am, no, this is a Wendy's. It's so funny. It's funny that you should bring up the belly button piercing because I ha- – so I had it when I was 15. I also was a pussy like you. So I went in and mm-hmm. I also fainted the first time, didn't get it done, and then went back and got it done. Took it out. And then when I met John, he was like, let's go get our belly buttons pierced. It was our second or third date. So we went to St. Mark and got Wait, our belly buttons You got your belly buttons pierced on your second or third date with John. Mm-hmm. I think it was, oh, so it was, okay, the first date we went for, it was the day I like flew in, flew back into New York and we went for like this like late night walk, walk at Tompkins. The mm-hmm. second date, we slept together. The third date, uh-huh. so, like the second date wasn't really like a date. It was like we just like hooked up. The third date yeah. was like an alf. It was kind of like really our first real date at that point, even though we'd seen each other twice. Mm-hmm. And we like walked all through the city and then we walked down St. Mark's and we got belly buttons pierced. And mine was still there after like 10 years but this sounds so disgusting but I sit in the chair I'm like okay like let's go I'm like bracing myself for like the pain and all the stuff and the guy's like oh like your hole never closed over it's just like filled with like dead skin and like gunk so he like put a needle through and like pushed it back open again yeah but like it's just it just fills with like you know like stuff like which is so disgusting but um he was like, most people don't realize that, like, belly button um, piercings, like, don't typically close up. You, because they're so, like, deep and thick. Yeah. And, you know, you have to leave it in because also the the bar is so thick and it, it's, like, up an area of your body where it, like, does – it's not like the ear, right, where it'll just, like, kind of right. heal immediately. Well, I even remember when I first got my ear pierced, like, there was, like, right at the beginning, like, switching, there was stuff. Yeah, I'll for sure. And so it was he it was so gross. It was also such a gross thing for a date, you know? Oh, there's just yeah. dirt. Just dirt in your <laughs> belly button hole. And he was like, this girl's dirty. No. So they did, they like how, push did it out. how did John handle the piercing? Great. I mean he still has it. Looks he's got a ring. Looks so good. How <laughs> obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what I was I have a I have a question. So you guys kind of like progressed quickly in your relationship was there because I'm kind of thinking this now I'm like I want to go on like more like dates because I feel like we're kind of me and this guy are kind of like Mm -hmm. in this nice routine where we have like mutual friends we'll like go out and then we'll come home and like watch a movie and cuddle or have sex and then go on a walk like it feels very like comfortable and nice Mm -hmm. and kind do you feel like that is a good thing bad thing like ways like do you need to be more intentional about like setting up time for dates and special moments? Also, sorry if this is something that you've talked about before. No, no, this is, I mean, okay. So first it depends what you want and you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the headspace where you just want to have fun and you just want to fling and you want to just, you know, see where it goes, but you don't. Oh, okay. 
So she's mouthing, I want a baby. <laughs> and I, like a psycho, have no filter. Um, that's, like, that's, no, 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 no. Um, no, she's not. No, but, like, I mean, I think two things can be mutually independent. Like, you can be slowly getting to know someone and also know that at some point in your life you want a baby. Doesn't mean you want a baby right now with that person. True. Um, but it, we never – had a plan or discuss like what are we we never had that conversation and we went mm-hmm. like are we boyfriend and girlfriend everything happened kind of quickly and it just sort of was definitely like out of the traditional order you know like we mm-hmm. wanted to have a baby straight away and then we got in then we decided to elope then he proposed mm-hmm. he actually he asked my parents if he could marry me asked my mom then he proposed. like it was like all backwards so I'm probably not the best person to talk to about like that kind of timeline and like, right. you know, like well, you have like X amount of dates and then you have X amount of because everything was like kind of like a chaotic, and also, but that's my matter. vibe. But no, also like, that's my thing. it literally doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. And also like I am a chaotic person. So like, that's mm-hmm. just how I operate. And I'm not traditional in the sense where it, it depends what, you, you know, you have to look at your wants and needs. Are you someone that's like, I need to know someone for X amount of time and then I need to live with them before we get married and I need to be married before I have a baby. Or are you just kind of like, whatever, like I'm open. No, to I'm like, this feels awesome. Yeah. So like, if, if feels I would just enjoy it in the moment, because think about like you said before too, you know, you've never been in a real, real relationship. And so we wait so long for these experiences. And then when we're in them, we're like, what is this? What are we? I need to define mm-hmm. this. And we spend all this time. I'm not saying you're doing that, by the way, but no, entirely. we spend all these time, all the time that we're in it, questioning it versus enjoying it. And it's such mm-hmm. a shame because think about like the span of your lifetime. Like how rare is it to meet someone and be like, this is so fucking amazing. And I like right. them. It's reciprocated and neither of us are fucking each other over. And this is a genuine situation and we're mm-hmm. enjoying our time together. And that's how I approach John and I. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to think, I don't want to put this in a box. I don't want to think about it. Obviously, like I knew deep down that he was the most special person I'd ever met. And mm-hmm. eventually, like, I mean, I feel like I, I, I knew from the moment I met him, but we kind of never did the song and dance of like, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? Or what are we? Or, and we didn't even live in the same city. That's the crazy right. thing. Right. Um, and so I don't think you need to have any type of like date night or conversation or it can be whatever you want it to be. But obviously like still you're a romantic person, right? So everything you mm-hmm. do is going to be romantic. The way you get go and get coffee in the morning is romantic. The way you mm-hmm. go for a walk is romantic. Like you'll like exude like the art of romance and passion in everything that you do. And some people don't have that. So they have to go to Giorgio Baldi for date night or like, right. you know, and no, like, we're just, like, not those cool people. Yeah. Right. So if you're like someone who, and that's why I always think like, with those like traditional Hallmark calendars with like Valentine's day or mm-hmm. wearing matching pajamas and taking a photo on Christmas. It's like, if you need that, validation mm-hmm. from those things but that's also okay right no, I'm not criticizing right. that like no whatever you, makes you happy and you're looking for is great and works for you is great but you also aren't less than for not having those things and right. I'm okay with not you know having a traditional um 
bouquet of red roses on Valentine's Day because John will get me like a beautiful like watch. Um, yes. On a regular day, no reason. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. Like, but the but then the thing is like that's but I have friends who are like my love language is gifts and like I need you know because that's important to me because like growing up like I did not have that type of love and I I look for love in that way and I love that validation and it means a lot to me like the superficialness aside and so I also understand that right like there's like no right or wrong totally and it really is about like what your love language is and what your partner's love language or you know the person you're like exchanging with and then what you're both looking for like what your wants and needs are and then like in the world of all those things like is what you're gonna have Mm -hmm. no entirely because if something because we've kind of had this conversation where it's like this feels like normal and comfortable Mm -hmm. and very special like it doesn't need to be identified as something because we are both clear on like feelings and intentions yeah and some people you know like a lot of like traditional like matchmakers or like people who are like no like don't do this do this before the second date or don't don't like um don't text like don't text within 24 hours or whatever like there were all these rules and I'm like fuck the rules um yeah totally you know people like don't like my like this is like old wives that kind of saying like nobody buys the cow and they get the milk for free um, and like basically like hold out on like having sex if you're like interested in someone. But actually everyone that I've dated long term, I've had one night stands with or like slept with straight away. And then the people that I've not done that with are always the people that like it kind of just has never really like eventuated into anything. Like the irony for me is like if I really like someone, I want to sleep with them straight away. And I usually do. And it usually doesn't affect the situation. Entirely also because as your intimacy and as your like emotional connection with that person changes, like kind of what I'm experiencing now, it's like the sex changes. Like it's not just going to stay like it was the first time you had sex the entirety of the relationship. There's going to be like, like why it doesn't really actually matter. It's like you might as well figure it out whether you're into it or not. And also it's like, what do you get out of delaying the inevitable? Because eventually you're having sex. And if you're not, yeah. then like, what are you doing? Yeah. And delaying like a week or two, like what is. It's like, actually what, weird. <laughs> well, I, you know, like I know people who are like, I want to like get to know the person first and I'm not that like, comfortable right. in my That's body true. to, you know, like be like that with someone. And like, there are certain things like, I find like making out more intimate than sex. So like yeah. for me, like it's so hot. Yeah, like making out and like having mm-hmm. someone stay over and then like meet my dog or um stay in my house and have a shower in my place and have breakfast in my place. Like back when I was dating, that to me is more intimate than like sleeping with someone. So Yes, I agree. And but but that like everybody has their own version of that, right? Right. So right. yeah. I can talk about boys all day. Same. Oh, wait, listen to the. I read a tweet the other day. My friend Jessica wrote this tweet. She mm. wrote, "You can so tell that like I'm I'm like butchering, but this is like the idea that Seinfeld was based in New York because the amount of beautiful women that George pulls, being like an unemployed like loser who's staying with his parents, and um, just proves <laughs> you that this would happen in no other city than New York. I'm like facts." 
It's literally so true. It's so true. And also like the amount of, I guess also just like getting older, like the amount of crossover with people where I'm like, oh, you've had sex with that person too. Well, that's why I moved. That's, I left New York because I dated there for so, I was there for, that's why I can go back now because I'm not dating anymore. (laughs) Um, I left New York because I fucked everybody I wanted to. No, um, just scream. My mom, my mother-in-law, listening to this podcast, like putting her head in the oven. Um, uh, she's going to a class on the hose. But um, you know, I I really did. I was like, you just get to the point where like this is getting icky, you know. And I, mm-hmm. and then every time you'd meet someone, it's like, oh yeah, like you don't really say someone's name, and then. Or your girlfriend say, oh, he's hooked up with this, this, and this. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted someone that that didn't come with. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Sean, like, oh, yeah, like, he's, like, like, Chantel's ex and, like, this person's, mm-hmm. like, baby daddy or whatever. I'm, like, I'm so, so over the, like, everyone yes. had – it's just, a, like, messy cycle. And even though it's such – it's such a big place, it also is such an incestuous Absolutely. It's the perfect word for it. Mm -hmm. It's actually really funny because there was this one guy that I was like kind of like into or like I'll think about guys that I've been with or guys that I've had crushes on. And with this book, I'm kind of like, I wonder how many like I'm like, do you remember? Did you ever watch The L Word? Mm. Of course. Are you kidding me? Remember when she made the map? The web. Oh, when Alice that's amazing. Okay, <laughs> Alice is a fucking psycho, I have to say. Like, some it's of iconic. the stuff that Alice does is totally unhinged. Yeah. And iconic. looking back at high, like, that is crazy. No, it's insane. But yeah. I'm thinking in terms of the my book, I'm like, mm-hmm. imagine making a web of all the girls in the book. Please, that has to be the index in the reissue. In the reissue, because I was on the site today, I saw that it was like, is it like sold out? It was back ordered, or is it that just kind of how it's done? Is it sold out now? The last time I talked to my publisher, there were only twenty copies left, so maybe it's it's sold out. It says back order, so maybe sold out. Oh, interesting. I'll have to text him. You're like, I have no idea, actually. But while we're on that, but while we're on this. Um, buy the book. I'm going to include the link in the bio. Side note. Thank um, you. Side note, not side note, main note. Sorry, the main <laughs> note. But um, back to the web. Yeah, no, there's like, there's a glossary and it's basically like an <laughs> illustration of like all the people, all the girls in the book have slept with. <laughs> that have like, oh, like a Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah, real. exactly. These are like, es- like Eskimo sisters is like one side of the Venn diagram. Who is your like who is your king from the l word like who is your like who would you like who is your ideal crush dana oh interesting yeah i like dana i feel like she's the most normal one. she is yeah <laughs> shane 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 like energy wise and like delinquent fuck up wise like how they're like always just a disaster, I feel like, is like who I was like traditionally, you know, and also mm-hmm. like that androgynous type. Mm-hmm. And then and I feel like that they have. Sure. It's very cool. 
Because I feel like not honestly until I until I stopped working. I feel like it's funny because even I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Like I don't think that I felt like I was like cool or attract like because of like the way that my psyche was altered from working in casting and then just working so intensely in the fashion world. I don't mm-hmm. think it was until I moved to LA, honestly, like last June, where I was like, oh, I feel hot. Or like I feel like in my body or I feel like in my mind and spirit. Like I really didn't feel like that before. So that confidence, like being able to kind of think back like, oh, Shane has that confidence. I'm like, that's cool. I hope I have that confidence now. Yeah, that's I think confidence is the most attractive quality. But also I think that's a part of getting older. Right. That's true. Too. Be- because you just learn to love who you are. And it's so cliche, mm-hmm. but people when they romanticize like being young, they're like, oh, I want to be 21 again. I'm like, I don't. I do not. Oh my God. I had crazy body dysmorphia. I mm-hmm. had no idea what I was doing. I was like a disaster. I mean, I had a real good time. Don't get me wrong. But um, right. Because also I feel like when we were, when we were like that age, like now the internet has kind of changed everything. But like when I was like 17 or 18 and I had my first like very traumatic situation there wasn't like from growing up like in a rural town of Baltimore there wasn't like the the vocabulary around what had like happened to me and I didn't know how to articulate it during that like during that time period and I feel like it took like years to realize like what had actually happened and do did you even like acknowledge it like did you talk about it after it happened at the time I've talked about it now with friends but I like still haven't told my parents because I'm just like I don't want them to like know that in a way Mm -hmm. but yeah I've talked to friends like there's been guys that I've shared that with but it just seriously feels like a different lifetime ago now which is weird too and I feel like that's also how the brain and body like compartmentalizes things where like you're emotionally detached from something where it's like I've worked on it and therapy in my life like I like I said before in my work too which is I just think why I'm so interested in like girl world right and like and also creating this safe space in that world I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's cathartic Mm -hmm, totally when you've had an experience like that totally or even like we were saying before I I meant to say but I forgot like with men and not to be so binary but it's like women experiencing play and leisure and fun, I feel like it's still something that needs to be like advocated for. And it still is kind of considered like taboo. But with with men, it's like, okay, we can all watch like football and we can be like, yay, like a man that's literally just playing. We're like, yay. But with like a woman, it's like, okay, she plays the cello and she won the Nobel Peace Prize and she just made a book and she has a podcast and she's an actor. And it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Well, I think a lot of the things um, are tied to an age, right? So they're, like, very childlike. It's, like, sleepovers and, like, jumping on the bed and drinking a milkshake at a diet. Like, it's, like, kind of very, Mm -hmm. like, playful and young. And so when you grow older, you're, like, oh, I should have, like, I like, but you don't want to stop doing those things. Mm -hmm. Like, I still want to, like, lie in the bed with, like, I mean, I do, like, lie on my, like, best friend's bed and, like, paint my nails and, like, have mm-hmm. her, like, tell me who she has a crush on. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's an so eternal experience. Yeah, of course. Wait, but actually, true. wait, so let me finish. Wait, um, Shane right. is my, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Because I was actually going to say on paper, my type would be Bet. But Bet is so neurotic in the show. Oh, my God. Bet is and so annoying. She's so neurotic. And then she just basically does some, like, really unspeakable things. Oh, yeah, she just becomes like really unlikable. By the way, John's never seen the L word. And I really want it. But he he's someone who's like, he's got such ADD and it's such, there's so many seasons that I feel yeah. like, actually, maybe he'd like it. Um, maybe he would like it because it's honestly ridiculous. It is. But you but do kind of have to pay attention to it. it. It goes, it's like very elaborate. Um, yeah. Um, elaborate. Is Remember when they brought out um, Peaches? Dude, there was there's so much, so much stuff happen, and that um, I was watching a little bit of it again. I mean, I watched it a bunch when I first started watching it, and then when they brought out the sequel, um, or like the, oh, yeah. the new, like oh, yeah. the reboot, I never I watched like two episodes of the reboot, and then I I never watched watched it mm-hmm. again. But then I went back to rewatching it, and I was like, man, the stuff that happens in this show is wild. It's crazy. It's unhinged. Yeah. It's literally unhinged. That's a crazy show. No, it is. Um, but it it would be like my on paper bet because on paper bet like like looks wise, but then um energy wise, Shane. Yeah, but like looks totally. wise, also Shane. Yeah, looks wise, also Shane. I feel like there's something about Dana, like her, like I maybe not Wholesome. crush, but like that resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah, she's like really wholesome. Totally. Also, I was just thinking about too going back to to um to like runaway love. Like I remember wearing like plaid Bermuda shorts from the gap. Like I had braces, like a bun mm-hmm. in my hair, and like runaway love was playing at like the teen club dance. And I'm like, little Lisa was only nine years old, like like gap Bermuda shorts, like that's perverted. Like whoever let that happen and yes. My experience. Jail. Like, that's crazy. You have such a strong personal sense of style. Like, gla- librarian glasses. Oh, Baby yeah. doll dresses. Like, ballet. Fla- like, ha- when do you feel like you've always kind of had that uniform or, like, that aesthetic? Or has it evolved over time? I think that I have, honestly. When I, I started taking photos because when I was a kid, I like was so like OCD and crazy that I would plan out my outfits for the week and then I would take photos of myself in the outfits and then I would tape them to my wall and then I would organize my closet like for each Okay, Cher Horowitz. Wait, is that the last time? Horowitz? (laughs) The craziest thing about me is I have never seen Shut the fuck (laughs) up. I know it's you, like the your life is based on Clueless. You've never it's, seen Clueless? No, I've never seen Clueless. Absolutely, today have got to watch it. She okay, I'm gonna get this- my belly pierced and watch Clueless. Oh, she like Clueless. steps into this like kind of her wardrobe, and then it's like this like for for, for the time like app thing where she, it like takes photos of all her outfits. Oh my god! Basically okay, basically what you were doing. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, maybe I do need to check it out. I, I obviously like can see images of it in my brain, but I've never actually watched it. Like I can see wow. her in that. I mean, Brittany <laughs> Murphy, like you have got to watch that movie. Okay, I will. It's on my list. Yeah. It's on my list. 
But um, but yeah, that's I guess how I started taking pictures. And I was always like into like limited two. I was obsessed with limited two. And then in school, I always really wanted a uniform, but I went to public school. So I would just wear like different Aeropostale polo shirts and like khakis. <laughs> like I would just like make up my like own polo. And so I would like so wear the Morgan, you know there's no dress code, right? You're like <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, they're like, you know that you can wear whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm wearing my light blue Aeropostale polo shirt on top of my baby pink Aero- with both collars popped. Okay. I get I, that's what I'm doing. Um so I always just like liked that for some reason. And then I don't know, like basketball, like I played basketball. So like mm-hmm. I had, I would wear my basketball uniform. Like I just really liked like, like even now my closet is crazy. I'm like, I need to get rid of so much stuff. And like, cause the stuff that I wear is like this or right. things that my friends make or things that look like their little skirts. And So the photos know. were solely for you. They were like your outfit pics or did you ever put them anywhere? No, they and I never put them anywhere. Like literally, it was like printed paper, like inkjet paper tape. I wish that I had them. That would be an amazing. That's the book I want. I know, I know. So when I have my daughter, that's what she's doing for real. I'm psychotic document. I'm documenting every single thing. I'm like Frankie's first step. Frankie's first Easter. No, you need to. Yeah, you need to. Frankie's first Easter. What are you? Is today's Easter? Yeah, she's in a. I'll send you a video. She's in a bunny onesie, obviously. Not oh, that we're like even like religious people who celebrate. Like she's not baptizing, like, you know. But no, she's. It's a holiday for bunnies. Yeah, but she's That's a bunny girly. Like yeah, you're a bunny girly. I know, but the ultimate plot twist is so. When I came to LA, I was only supposed to be here for like three months, right. and but Gumball, my bunny, was with my mom. So like a month ago, my mom is calling me constantly and I'm like, God, like, why is she calling me so much? Like, Oh no, no, no. I don't want to No, no, it's not sad. It's not sad. It's not sad. Okay. So finally I answer and she's like, Morgan, like I just have been trying to call you. I, it's really too much for me to take care of Gumball now. Like you're only supposed to be gone for three months. It's almost been a year. So basically she found this nice lady to take Gumball. He has a girlfriend Wasn't Gumball naughty? No, he was good. Okay. He's yeah, okay. he was good. He was litter box trained. He, okay. So basically now he lives with this old couple in Maryland that have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, it's good. That's the most boring story I've ever told in my entire life. Wait, that's so cute though. He has a girlfriend? Another yeah, he has bunny? a girlfriend. Uh-huh. Another oh, bunny. Okay, the woman so had yeah. a bunny already. So he so literally went with- to a better home. You know when people yeah, lie he- and say that about the animals, but really that means that they're like, and yeah. I kind of like, no, he like actually went to a bit. No, he literally went like, hold on, let me show you. My mom sent Gumball me a photo of that. love. <laughs> um, no, Gumball literally can like hump now. Like it's so cool. Like Gumball like plays with like a little, I don't know if you can really see. Wait, no way. Yeah. And this is That's his girlfriend. So he just got spayed. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm screaming. Like he's he's really she the woman posts him on his Instagram on her Instagram. Oh, he can incredible. he goes in there. They live in like a huge house on a farm. So he just like bops. He like he really is not on a farm. No, he really is on, on a farm. farm. Right. Or this is like a really elaborate plan. And my mom like learned Photoshop. And my mom made like right. Instagram and really was yeah, just like, get just out like- of here. She's on like Google like other bunnies, and she's like, this is Gumball's girlfriend. It's like this huge roost. 
And you're like, no, this is that a job so image cool. of a bunny, actually. Green. That would be no. so cool. It's nice to get updates. So I used to foster for LaBelle and I, I just haven't mm-hmm. done it in a while because so much has been going on. But yeah, the yeah. last um, fosters that we had, they never really sent us photos um, of uh-huh. the foster like after. And like the ones I've had in previously were so communicative. They'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. like, like she's growing up now. Like this is her at three months her at five months and like this is what she's doing like they'd send me they'd always send me photos and like the last one we had like we just like adopted out the dog and like never saw it again and so I was like oh no that yeah no, that's so dog. interesting mm-hmm. I would I love to foster a dog you should oh my god you should do it with them they always need I, fosters I feel like I should foster just because like life is like I don't know my mom was like you can't take gumball to LA because your life is too busy right now no, you and should. Like a- and like you had a one week boyfriend that's like turned into an ongoing thing. So you can have definitely like a two week dog. Right. I can have a two week dog. Exactly. For real. Yeah. It's like, it's like low stakes. It's low stakes, but it's high stakes though, because they're like pup, like a lot of the time they're like puppies, unless you like foster and older dog. So it is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to like puppy proof. really want one. The, the thing I is, want is I want my one week boyfriend to get a dog. For real, can he please? I'm sure he's listening to this. He's listening to this like, what the fuck? I thought she was my girlfriend, and now she's on this podcast saying that I'm her one week boyfriend. Like, this is bullshit. Um, I feel like I need to warn. It. I didn't say anything bad though. One week boyfriend. Bad. If you're listening to this, we want a dog. We want a puppy. <laughs> and dreaming <laughs> um what are you what are you doing for the rest of like what are you doing what's coming up for you now that the book is so, done some music videos yeah. that I've directed which yeah. have been really fun just kind of like practice and to have just been again just like it's very cool that the feedback from the book has allowed me to have these jobs that are like people are down for me to just kind of like execute my creative vision. Like we talked about before working in a place where you can't do that. It's amazing to be able to feel like you can do that. Um, kind of working on a new book that I feel like I'm growing up where I'm like, all right, now where's the girl that she's not in the bedroom? Like she's a little hornier. She's out in the world. She's naughtier. Like I need to shoot you and Frankie for it. She's yeah. having babies. Like more just like real girl world, like still through this like kind of fantastical lens, which is reality, but also fiction. So kind of playing with that, like I, I want to do like a expansion upon that. I think we might do a reprint or a second edition of Girls in Bed and add some some other people into that. And then I'm trying to think. There's been some just really, I think, honestly, like there's been amazing feedback from clients too, just in terms of like, oh, we want you, like we want you. So I'm really just really, really, I'm saying really so much. I've only had one coffee. I'm like, I should have had another coffee. I'm like, really, really, really. Um, no, it's just, it's just amazing. Like I, I just feel so lucky and it feels unreal. Yeah. And it's also nice when, you know, you do something that's, truly who you are and it's not influenced by work or money or what a brand's mm-hmm. looking for or what's trendy and I hate the word trendy it sounds like grandma um 
I kind of like trendy school. It's like an agency person trying to understand what young kids are doing. It's so trendy. No, but it's so um, trendy. Yeah, it's just it's just an extension of who you are, and then like work organically comes from it because people want that versus you being like, why won't this person work with me, or like, why am I not getting jobs? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's totally so nice. I'm really happy you're in that space. Thank you. Thank I love so to see much. you thrive because you. when when we met, you still had a corporate job. I know it's corporate, so crazy. Like you know, you still no, but it was corporate. It was corporate. You wanted. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. It's just. It just feels so amazing. And I'm also like, if all else fails, like I'll be a babysitter. You, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think that I can go back or like I'll work in a restaurant. Like I'm not above doing anything now that I have the taste of freedom and the taste of being able to create what I love mm-hmm. with people that I admire and that I care about. I really can't imagine what it would be like to go back to a space that isn't that. Cause like you said, you literally live once YOLO. We need to bring back YOLO. We do. We, we, you can, if anybody can bring it back, it's you. I truly believe that. Thank you. Like, YOLO yeah. was so cool. <laughs> okay, on that note, YOLO, we really do have to go because um, – Because YOLO, <laughs> we have to go grab life by the rain. Yeah, no, seriously, because YOLO, it's sunny today and it's a beach day and Malibu is calling and it's been rare having one of these. So we're going to love and leave you guys my unhingedness. Thank you, Morgan, so much for coming on the show. Buy her book. It's on back order because it's so popular. You don't want to miss out on this. I'm assuming it's a second edition release. It sounds like you're going to get some extra content. So you're going to get some secrets. You're going to get some secrets. You're going to get Amber in there. Ooh. Is it? It's yes. going in there? Oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, Ooh, yeah, baby. Incredible. We love that. She's adding. She's expanding. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to love and leave you. We can. I'm going to leave all the links. Tim Morgan's work, her social, and her basketball TikTok. Um, <laughs> basketball girly. At first, I was, I, you know, I, did, I didn't know who, who that was. And I was like, who's basketball girly? And she keeps like writing all these comments and stuff. But then I realized <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, oh yo, no basketball girly. Um, I leave all the links to everything working in the in in the episode description so you can follow her and um leave us a loving review it's free it costs you nothing and um our love language is words of affection so you know you'd be doing us a real favor so on that note ciao for now i love you